Welcome to the Real Estate Syndication Show. Whether you are a seasoned investor or building a new real estate business, this is the show for you. Whitney Sewell talks to top experts in the business. Our goal is to help you master real estate syndication. And now your host, Whitney Sewell. 500 shows. So hard to believe. 500 interviews. I hope that we have provided a ton of value to you as our listener over the last year and a half. I want to thank you personally for listening to the show and being here every day or most days or what you can can get in and listen to. Uh, I hope that that your business has benefited and you personally have benefited from listening to this show. I'm grateful for your time and attention. And, you know, I encourage you to reach out to us at info at lifebridgecapital.com. If you have suggestions on how we could improve the show, questions you would like me to ask, or guests that you would like me to have on the show, please make an introduction to info at lifebridgecapital and we'll try to get them on the show. You can always reach out if you think we can help. And uh, but right now, you know, I wanted to share with you something that's happened over the last week or so, and kind of where we're at uh, personally in our business. And the last week, I had the honor of being the first speaker at Joe Fairless's best ever real estate investing conference. Six or eight hundred people there. I was just, I was just honored to be able to speak and be the first speaker. Uh, it was just a great experience. I've been doing a lot more speaking, but that was, it was a real treat. And just so many amazing operators there. It's just a, a top notch event. I highly encourage you to check it out or make plans to be there. Usually in Denver. This year it was in Keystone, but which is just a little drive from Denver, but. I would encourage you to put that on your calendar for next year or look up that conference. I think you can probably look it up, BEC2020.com or, uh, you know, obviously next year, maybe BEC2021.com. But, you know, look that conference up and put it on your calendar. I can't suggest it enough. Just some amazing operators there and people. But, you know, over this last year and a half, you know, personally, we've invested in what, 12 or maybe 1400 units now just uh, lots of properties and and uh, you know personally we have about 450 units uh, especially as of this recording we will have closed on about 216 more but about 50 million dollars of real estate under management 450 units and and just growing and in this episode, you, in just a few minutes, you'll get to hear me interview Joe Fairless at his conference. And, you know, this man is has $900 million of real estate under management. It's just been incredible to watch his growth and learn uh, from him and, and scale the way he's scaled. And, and, you know, he and I have become friends and, and I just uh, grateful uh, for that partnership and, and just friendship. But, you're going to get to hear just what's up next for him. You know, after being almost to a billion dollars in real estate, you know, what's next? What's next? And so he talks through that a little bit. You also get to hear my business partner, Sam Rust, uh, you know, as he co-hosts this show, we were all at the conference together and it's just a fun time. You'll get to hear us joke a little bit. I actually said $900,000 in real estate instead of 900 million. So quite a big difference there, but uh, just a, a good time. I encourage you again to look up that conference and I just want to say, thank you again for listening to this show. I encourage you to reach out at info at lifebridgecapital.com. If you have suggestions or questions you'd like me to ask or specific people you'd like to uh, like for me to have on the show, I would love to know those things. 
And I, I just encourage you to reach out in the group as well, the Real Estate Syndication Show on Facebook and get involved. You know, most of the guests are also in that group. And so you could reach out to them, you know, directly tag them or, or uh, reach out and ask questions to them as well. And just look forward to, to seeing your success. I hope this podcast has helped you personally and in your business. And I look forward to hearing from you. So enjoy the rest of the show and our interview uh, with Joe Fairless at the Best Ever Conference. This is your daily real estate syndication show. I'm your host, Whitney Sewell. Today, I have the pleasure of being live at the Best Ever Conference 2020. I have my co-host and business partner, Sam Rust. Hello, Sam. Hey, Whitney. Happy to be here. Honored for you to be here as well, Sam. And I have the pleasure of interviewing Joe Fairless, the man himself, on the show today. Hey, Joe. I'm looking forward to it, Whitney. Yeah, honored to get to know you better, Joe, over the last yeah over the last couple of years, and you know just through your accomplishments, Joe, and a little about Joe. I'm sure whoever's listening to this has heard of Joe. I hope, but we're at the best ever conference at his event. Uh, he's recorded over 2,000 interviews on his best ever real estate investing advice ever show, which I highly encourage you to listen to. And uh, you know he has over nine hundred thousand dollars of real estate under management right now. So just an extreme success case, Joe. I'm just honored to know you. But, you know, Sam and I were talking and and we would like to kind of dive into what's next for you, Joe? What's down the road for you and for Ashcroft? Well, and just point of clarification, you said 900,000. 900 oh. million. Wow, 900 million. <laughs> Big difference. Three I apologize. Zeros. Just one zero. Wow. Just, yeah, just one zero. Z- yeah, I mean, zeros are zeros, so it shouldn't mean much. But what's next for me? I mean, I actually got that question earlier from someone and we're just going to keep focused on executing the business plan of our current properties and identify new opportunities when it makes sense and, and buy them. I mean, I think as entrepreneurs, so I'm the co-founder of Ashcroft Capital and Frank, my business partner, and I founded the company. And I think, so we are clearly entrepreneurs. And I think as entrepreneurs, there tends to be an entrepreneurial tendency to want to go to do something, conquer it, and move on to the next thing. We don't have that mindset. We have the mindset of we've built something and it works and we've got a track record and we're going to just keep doing that. We're just new over and over and over again because, you know, why recreate something or why, why go into other areas? Like, for example, I would never do ground-up development. Never want to touch ground-up development. I am so grateful for ground-up developers. We wouldn't be in this beautiful facility that we're in right now if there weren't people who put their money online for ground-up development. But I don't want any part of it. And I passively invest in deals, and I won't passively invest in a ground-up development either because I just don't think the risk and returns are adequate for me. So, you know, what's next is kind of boring, I know, but we're just going to keep buying apartment communities and you know, looking to grow organically through our current investors and also any you know, new investors that come our way. Wow. Yeah, 900 million. Apologize again. Yeah, details. <laughs> One zero again. So, Sam, you have any, uh, anything you want to add? I'm just curious, Joe. That's a deliberate choice that you and Frank are making to stay in your lane and shiny object-itis. It's all around us, right? Yeah. And even here at the conference, there's just a panel discussion on alternative asset classes. You spoke a little bit as to why 
is that easy for you to make that decision and stay in your lane? Are you tempted at all to, to dabble and, and maybe get into other asset classes entirely? Or are you so one-track focused and, and you can keep your mindset that way? As human beings, we have to evolve. We have to feel like that we're mentally challenged. And if I were not mentally challenged in doing what I'm doing and I didn't feel like I was growing, then I would be tempted to go do some other stuff. But the reality is that we have 900 million plus worth of apartment communities. We have over 2,000 accredited investors that invest with us. There's challenges that come with that. <laughs> There's a lot of challenges. You know, two, well, like three, four months ago, we discovered that a property management person that we had hired was artificially inflating the rent roll in order to achieve her bonus. And we discovered it a month after it happened and obviously fired her and resolved it so that it, we're mitigating the risk of it happening again. But stuff like that comes up all the time. You know, we buy apartment communities and we have a little over 7,000 units. Well, with those 7,000 units, there's 7,000 families. And you could have one person living there or multiple people living there. And there's always going to be stuff that comes up. Now, we're not in the weeds as much or on the ground as much because we can't be. There's no way we'd be able to from an on-the-ground standpoint. But we have team members and we're scaling the business. And that's, that's what's really interesting about keeping sharp and having a business that does mentally challenge you because it goes from... Are we going to make money at this? Are we going to be good at it? To how do we scale this to try to get on really talented team members who can teach us stuff about the business? And an example of that is we recently hired a director of construction management. And he is based in Dallas, has 25 years experience doing construction management. And he is negotiating contracts with vendors. Recently, we, he negotiated a stainless steel package for all of our properties moving forward, where it is $1,600 for the stainless steel appliances, whereas before it was $1,800. $200 difference may or may not seem significant, but holy cow, you have 200 times 7,000. That's significant. And so the challenge is finding the right people to help us continue to perform, but even perform better, and then also continue to scale as we grow. And that's what's really exciting. It, it is a lot of fun. And, you know, we're always going to have challenges in different stages of our business, but the higher quality challenges as you grow are even more fun and, quite frankly, less stressful than in the earlier days. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. I mean, small business, business in general is about solving problems in the marketplace, bringing inefficiencies down. What is a specific problem that you're looking forward to tackling and solving in 2020? Well, you know, one thing is... And this was, this was not an issue previous years, but it is a challenge now, is the amount of new investor leads that we're getting and being able to work with those new investors so that they're getting an incredibly personalized experience because we only partner with accredited investors. And so I've started to implement two solutions for that because last month, we're speaking February last month was January. Last month we received... 8.19 new accredited investor leads per day. So I think it's around 240 in total for the month. And these are, these are leads 
of you know, credit investors who say they're wanting to invest with us. So before, I was the one talking to them, but it's just not scalable. I can't do that. And that's, so, that's a full-time job by itself. It, it, and we hired a full-time person <laughs> for that. And so that's one solution that we put into place is hired an investor relations consultant. His name's Evan and just incredible person and super smart and smartered me on certain aspects of the business because he has more traditional institutional background and I do not. So that's one. And then two is we have hired a data scientist to help make sense of our database and the investors that we have in the database so that we really get to know them more so than if I had a database of, say, 100 investors. I know my database of 2,000 plus who have invested with us better now with the data scientists helping make sense of everything than if I only had 100. And so that allows us to scale because now we know, okay, do investors have a preference towards Florida or Texas? because we have deals in both of the cities. Do investors like bridge loans with higher projected returns or agency loans with lower projected returns, but there's a different risk adjustment there. Where do they live? And then take that, all that information and then make an action plan where we have a loyalty program that we're building out. And it, I don't necessarily know if it's going to be investor facing like, hey, you invest in 10 deals, you get a shiny object. I don't think it's going to be that. It's going to be more behind the scenes where We're making sure that we're tracking who's investing in the deals, who's investing certain amounts, where do they live, and then we're going to strategically make sure that we're continuing to build those relationships. And as we grow as a company, we don't necessarily need to bring in more investors who haven't invested with us. We really just need to make sure we're taking care of the ones who have invested with us because we've hit that scale point where as long as we grow organically and take care of those investors, then we're we're going to be in a good spot. How is most of that data collected? You know, you're talking about like their preferences and things, or or is that just by asking them, or how are you collecting that? So there's a spreadsheet, and in the spreadsheet, there's investors' first name, last name, mailing address, deals they've invested in, how much they've invested in total, and how much, according to them, when they first signed up, they have potential to invest. And that last part is sometimes a little wonky, because you know we'll get someone who says yeah and they just it's just a drop down menu so they might say oh, I'm ready to 5 million to you know 20 million and not so much but for the most part it's fairly accurate and so we have a spreadsheet and then data scientist has access to that spreadsheet and then he creates a 26 page pdf report with these beautiful charts and graphs and it shows very succinctly which investors have invested in the most deals which ones invest the most per deal. And as long as we have information about each of the deals, like for example, the deal we're closing on now has a private loan or a bridge loan. Well, we know all the investors who invested in that. And now the data scientist on the back end starts aggregating. Okay, so all these investors, they're investing in bridge loans. All these are investing in agent loans. And these investors, they don't really care. That's not a determining factor, but interesting that group of investors, some of them don't invest in Florida or don't invest in Texas. So we have a better sense of what type of deals we should be offering to our investors and also have a better sense of which investors have invested the most, where they live. And what's interesting, one component of it is, and I I didn't ask the data scientist to do this and I I chuckled when I saw it, he has a page in that 26-page PDF that says, 
investor dinosaurs, and he has a fossilization score. And those individuals are people who invest with us but have not invested with us for a certain period of time. And then it also looks at how much potential they have to invest with us. So that gives us this idea, like, okay, so that person invested, say, a million with us. Are they waiting for a new deal or a deal that we haven't quite hit what those previous deals that they invested in are? So maybe they're looking for a, you know, a, a deal in Dallas that's an agency loan, and we haven't quite had that. Well, then we can go back to them and talk to them about it and then perhaps bring them back into the mix. Going back to what you said a minute ago, I think it's so impressive that you're at 8.1 leads per day. Yeah. I don't think there's many that can say that. What would be the, I mean, obviously the key to, to getting to 8.1 leads per day, and maybe we don't have time to go into all of it, but maybe give us just a couple of things. It's like, I know there's so many listening that are just dreaming of having two leads a week. Yeah. You know. Well, it doesn't happen overnight, and it's doing what you're doing, daily podcasts. I mean, I do a daily podcast, been longest running daily real estate investing podcast over 2,000 days in a row now. So it's putting in the work. And so one is, and for anyone who's heard me talk, it's not going to be groundbreaking. The thought leadership platform, you must have it. Uh, That's number one. Two is word of mouth referrals is the number one influencer of purchase intent. So when you are generating word of mouth referrals, then those leads are likely going to convert at a higher degree than other leads that come in. So really looking in-house, and even if you've done one or two deals, focusing on those investors who you've done one or two deals with, and they'll be your, your best ambassadors. You know, We have one investor who's invested in 20 deals with us, 20. Wow. Another investor, second place in that category is investors invested in 15 deals with us. And I wouldn't have been able to say those numbers if I didn't have this data scientists in this report. And what we do with that information is now we pay more attention to those people. So pay attention to your database. And, and the beautiful thing is if you're starting out, if you have one or two deals under your belt, the beautiful thing is that, well, the number one challenge we have with this project is getting the data. Because I just had this idea about three, four months ago. And so we have a bunch of potential investors who we did not capture their mailing address so we don't have a lot of the core information that we need well if you're just if you have a deal or two and you're starting to build your system now make sure that you're capturing the mailing address during that initial process so that then you can build your database the right way so it's actually a, a benefit if you don't have a large one yet because now you can build it the right way because right now we're having to retroactively go back and you know, it's, it's, I'm not doing it, but the team is, and it's a cumbersome and burdensome process. Yeah. Well, that makes a ton of sense. Shifting gears a little bit on you, Joe, rumor has it that you've really picked up chess recently I over the chess. last year yeah, or chess so. with friends. My goal is 14, to have a 1,400 rating on Chess with Friends, and I, I hit that point about three weeks ago. I am not there right now. I'm like 1,360-something, and I hired a chess master or a chess instructor. I call him Master Vincent. He might not like that term. He's like, you know, because he's very humble, but he's a stud at chess, if that's not an oxymoron. (laughs) (laughs) And he's he's got like over 2,000 rating with chess. So, yeah. And what do you find fascinating about that? And Um, how do you find that helping you in other areas of Well, I mean, if you don't pay attention to the consequence of the move you're about to make, 
and don't look at all the different scenarios, then you're going to lose, number one. Number two is there's openings that are tried and true, and there's some form of memorization on the openings. So you've got to know the foundation of how to approach a situation. You've got to have the fundamentals. But then once, the fun- once you have the fundamentals, then you just got to know certain tactics that you could employ but might not work in every scenario. And it's just like real estate investing, right? We've got to know the fundamentals. If we don't know the terminology, if we don't know how to underwrite, if we don't know how to bring in investors, if we don't know how to look at markets, we're in trouble. But that's a relatively low barrier to entry. The the next one is, and where you get really good at chess is, okay, now that you know the fundamentals, you don't have to memorize that, how do you apply those in situations that you've never come across before? And that's real estate, right? I, you know, 7,000 people living in our apartment communities, you know, had a property manager stealing something. I, we hadn't come across that before. So it parallels really well with real estate investing. And it's just a lot of fun too, same with real estate. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. I also enjoy chess. I've had fun teaching my five and six-year-old here recently. So they're, nice. they're starting to grasp those concepts, but it, it really is a mirror of life in many ways. It is. Agreed. You know, Joe, through this process, you know, of just scaling like you have, and I wanted to go back to our investor talk just a little bit, because I wanted to ask you, because I ask almost every guest now, if they're an operator, you know, how you stand out with your investors, you know, amongst all the operators, what's different about you? Well, I think one area that we excel is we have better projected returns and we've exceeded projections on our deals. And what that ties back to is our reputation with brokers and owners because we're getting the deals even if we're not paying the highest price. And when we get the deals, even if we're not paying the highest price, those savings get passed along to our investors. I'll give you a specific example. About a year ago, we bought a property for $48.6 million. The highest offer was $49 million. We got awarded even though we were 400000 under the highest offer. And uh, it appraised for $49.1 million, so $500,000 less than what we paid for it. And we got awarded it because we had a relationship with the brokers and the owners and they, they knew our reputation. So other groups at our size will have a similar competitive advantage as that, but we've got it in Dallas-Fort Worth and we're, we're working on growing it in Tampa, Jacksonville, and Orlando. Nice. I know we are running a little low on time, but I wanted to ask you, what's the best ever book you've read? Well, I think I always think about like recent books because they're they're most top of mind. Because, and I know that's a question on my podcast, but I'm about to say it's impossible to answer that question. <laughs> Maybe I shouldn't ask it. But I think a recent book that has positively influenced me is Forty Eight Laws of Power, and anything Robert Greene writes is phenomenal. So, Forty Eight Laws of Power, he writes about how people over the history of time, goes back many, many years, have acquired power, lost power, what to do, what not to do. And the way that Robert Greene writes is just in your face and it's it's pretty powerful. Yeah. Any, I've read several of Robert Greene's books and really enjoy that. I, I'll have to pick that one up. Finally, you know, we've enjoyed seeing your family here. I understand that you guys are in Cincinnati. I'm curious how you make that work, living in Cincinnati, investing in other markets. You know, there's a little bit of a spread there. How does that play out? Do you enjoy being a little bit more removed? Is that a benefit for you? It works because we have the right team. So I think about it as, and first, most of the team is based in New York City. 
my wife's from Cincinnati, so we live there. But it, it works because I think of it as a REIT, where the REIT is based in New York City, but they invest all over. And how do they do that? How are they able to perform? Well, they have the right team members in place. So I am from Fort Worth, and we have a the majority of our portfolio in Dallas-Fort Worth, so that certainly helps. But it's just a coincidence that I'm, I'm from there and we're, we have a portfolio there. It's really the market that drives it. And, you know, you asked if I like it or not. You know, pros and cons. So, you know, I, I would enjoy living in Dallas-Fort Worth and there'd be benefits there, but I also enjoy living where I live and, you know, benefits doing that too. Joe, it's been amazing to get to meet you, uh, you know, a few years ago and get to know you better and just been honored to work with you and now get to speak at your conference. I'm honored and I'm very grateful just to get to know you and, and the, that opportunity that you gave me today. But, you well, know, you earned it and, and long-term relationships and, you know, I've thoroughly enjoyed getting to know you and now relatively new being introduced to Sam, but I'm grateful for this. Mm. Well, thank you so much, Joe. And do you want to tell people just in case how to get in touch with you? Well, if you want to attend the conference next year, you go to BEC2021-2021.com. And you know, if, if you're looking to passively invest in deals or learn more about our, what we do, you can go to investwithashcroft.com. Awesome. Well, thanks so much, Joe. It was a pleasure to get to know you more today. I enjoyed it. Don't go yet. Thank you for listening to today's episode. I would love it if you would go to iTunes right now and leave a rating and written review. I want to hear your feedback. It makes a big difference in getting the podcast out there. You can also go to the Real Estate Syndication Show on Facebook so you can connect with me and we can also receive feedback and your questions there that you want me to answer on the show. Subscribe too so you can get the latest episodes. Lastly, I want to keep you updated. So head over to lifebridgecapital.com and sign up for the newsletter. If you're interested in partnering with me, sign up on the contact us page so you can talk to me directly. Have a blessed day and I will talk to you tomorrow. Thank you for listening to the Real Estate Syndication Show brought to you by LifeBridge Capital. LifeBridge Capital works with investors nationwide to invest in real estate while also donating 50% of its profits to assist parents who are committing to adoption. LifeBridge Capital, making a difference, one investor and one child at a time. Connect online at www.lifebridgecapital.com for free material and videos to further your success.